From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. And hi, I'm Graham VK4BB, VK4 Baker Baker with the December 12 edition of WIA National News. And next week, Alara will be along to present the WIA National News. In today's news, we'll be looking at the WIA's amateur radio magazine with both Roger, VK2ZRH, and Lee, VK3GK. Speaking of Lee, let's head straight to Melbourne in VK3. Good morning. This is WIA Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK. Just a quick update on the ACMA's proposed changes to amateur licensing arrangements released on the 26th of November. Out of the three options offered, option A being the status quo, option B to simplify the existing licensing conditions and option C to transition non-assigned amateur stations to class licensing arrangements while retaining existing beacon and repeater arrangements. ACMA's preferred pathway tabled is option C. Implementation of option C may have some dramatic effects on the amateur licence conditions. One of the WIA's main concerns was the potential for interference and resolution of any interference. ACMA has in discussion suggested that nothing would change from the existing situation and the amateur service would still be afforded protection. However, one important aspect to note is the removal of licence fees for normal amateur operators' licences. Call signs would be administered by a third-party provider. The LCD would be revoked and replaced by a simplified and streamlined class licence regulation. To develop an amateur operating procedures document to reflect non-mandatory conditions being removed from the amateur LCD and a simplification of the overseas class licence. The intent is the amateur service would be self-regulatory. An interesting concept indeed. The WIA's recent beta release of ham ads online has had both members and non-members signing up for the classifieds. The uptake has been excellent and recent feedback has praised the webmaster for a modern mobile friendly site. If you haven't already, head over to www.hamads.com.au and register. Browse the adverts and maybe even post your own up. Election of directors, a call for nominations. We have three directors retiring at the next AGM by rotation and the sitting directors can renominate. Have you ever considered to nominate to the board of the WIA, your WIA? More information is available on page 17 of this current issue of AR Magazine. Speaking of AR Magazine, which should be in most members' letterboxes by now, I can say what a magnificent cover layout. Kudos to the WIA professional publications team. Peek inside and find excellent articles including a 40 metre half square antenna, a DYI digital VSWR meter, propagation tools, part one of the magnificent VK3AQZ ATU project, the great VI3RA Radio Australia site activation roundup, contesting and more. And don't forget the ARRL 10 metre contest is on this weekend. The 10-metre band has been open from VK3 to USA most mornings to JA Asia and Europe most evenings. That's it from me, 7 threes from Lee, VK3GK. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au.
This is Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. As listeners may or may not know, our magazine is sold through newsagents across Australia. The general idea is to use the channel to promote amateur radio to a wider audience and to reach amateurs who are not members of the WIA. Not all newsagents stock our magazine, however. I had a chat with our client manager at the newsagency distributor recently with a view to seeing if AR magazine could be better distributed to put it out there in front of more amateurs and potential readers, if possible. I proposed that if we identified for them the postcodes of where we knew licensed amateurs lived, it would be better to have AR magazine delivered to news agencies in those postcodes or the nearest adjacent postcodes. My contact at the distributor agreed to give it a try. So from issue one next year, which goes on sale in the first week of February, that will happen and continue over following issues. And then we'll see how news agency sales go. To prepare for this, I enlisted the help of Mark Hillman, VK3 Oscar Hotel Mike. He was able to extract a list of postcodes of licensed amateurs from the ACMA's public database of radio communications licensees. With a few iterations, he produced a simple database which I shared with our distributor's client manager. Note, I did not provide a list of radio amateurs' addresses, only postcodes. During the course of this exercise, I learned that from issue 4 last year through issue 4 this year, news agency sales of AR have improved at a rate of 3.2% on average across that period. Not world-breaking, but at least we're going in the right direction after the disastrous five-month hiatus last year, followed by monthly publication between August and December 2020 after I came on board and got things back on track. Now, on a different note, for amateur radio club committees and publicity offices, I'd like to remind you that if your club is affiliated with the WIA, you can have one free advertisement up to half a page in size published in Amateur Radio magazine once per calendar year. This is an ideal medium for clubs to promote an events calendar, a ham fest or a technical symposium, for example. Where two or more affiliated clubs are acting jointly in organising an event, one larger advertisement may be published in AR, without charge, up to a maximum of one full page. The content of all such advertisements is restricted to club activities related to amateur radio and shall not include any material of a commercial or personal nature. Get all the club advertising policy details from the WIA website. Search for Club Advertising Policy and download the PDF or use the URL in the text edition of this broadcast. Contact emails can be found on page one of each issue of AR Magazine. Check the policy and book your advertising by the direct route. Don't go some backdoor way and then complain up and down social media and on air that your advertising was censored or rejected unfairly, as did one non-affiliated organisation earlier. No names, no pactrol. OK, time to remind listeners that the theme for the first issue in 2022 is contesting. This has been Amateur Radio Magazine Editor-in-Chief Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia. 
through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello, commencing international news from Region 1, Hoovers and Handhelds. The German Bundesnetz Agentur has banned the sale of Test 4 Model 6 robotic vacuum cleaners, not only because it used lasers to chase your cat or dog, but it also sported a wireless link complete with a networked remote control. It came into circulation without a CE mark or any appropriate paperwork regarding the wireless ports, so the Test 4 Model S6 does no longer make its rounds. And while we could smile about that, the same Bundesnetz agent has struck closer to home and also banned the import, sale and use of the popular Baofeng UV5R dual-band handhelds. Several amateur radio news outlets reported speculations that this may lead to a ban across Europe. Informed postings on the EI7GI blogspot confirmed what Polish authorities found in tests conducted on imported UV5R radios. Their transmitted spectrum is not clean enough, so the Polish authorities informed their German colleagues, who in turn quickly announced the ban. Ham radio exams in Austria cancelled. The pandemic has forced cancellation of amateur radio exams in Austria, as well as the popular Christmas electronics and radio flea market planned for December 11. Exams planned for Vienna and Graz are amongst those who have been cancelled due to the COVID pandemic. Amateur radio exams in Austria are oral, with amateurs asking candidates questions about the hobby. There is no capability to take the exam online. In news from Region 2, Northrop Grumman Corporation, headquartered in Virginia, USA, has signed a Space Act agreement with NASA under the Commercial Low Earth Orbit Development Program for $125.6 million to design a safe, reliable and cost-effective commercial free-flying space station in low Earth orbit. Northrop Grumman's commercial space station design will use current flight systems and advanced crew-focused technology under development that allows for rapid deployment with modular expansion to meet the growing needs of the space economy. In Region 3, an important tool used by amateur radio operators may have helped locate a commercial airliner that was tragically lost nearly eight years ago. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, filed this story to Amateur Radio Newsline. Here's that story. A British aeronautical engineer who has employed weak signal propagation reporting, or WSPR, in attempts to find remnants of a doomed Boeing 777 that crashed in March of 2014, is claiming to have located the missing aircraft. Malaysian Airlines flight MH370 disappeared into the South Indian Ocean, west of Perth, Australia, when it should have been en route to Beijing, and, although debris has washed up, wreckage of the plane itself has not yet been found. The engineer, Richard Godfrey, told the BBC recently that his finding, which he believes has at last located the crash site, came through using a combination of Boeing performance data, Inmarsat satellite data, oceanographic floating debris drift data and WisperNet data. German engineer Robert Westphal, DJ4FF, was an early proponent of aiding in the search for the plane using WSPR or weak signal propagation reporting, although there remain other whisper experts in the amateur radio community who have shed doubts on the success of this method. Robert Westphal publicly reaffirmed his confidence in it. Thanks, Graham. Now staying in Region 3, it's to Japan. J 
Japan to recruit first new astronauts in 13 years to support Artemis program. Japan's space agency is set to recruit astronaut candidates for the first time in 13 years as part of its efforts to support the NASA-led Artemis lunar exploration program, saying successful candidates will be assigned to work long-term at the International Space Station on the Japanese experiment module Kibo attached to the ISS or NASA's Lunar Orbit Outpost Gateway. JAXA, under an agreement with NASA, is set to provide several capabilities for the Gateway's International Habitation Module, IHAB, which will provide the heart of Gateway life support capabilities and additional space where crew will live, work and conduct research during Artemis missions. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Across Australia, from VK1WIA... You're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Brisbane, it can be heard on 7130 kHz lower sideband every Sunday at 9am Eastern Standard Time. I'm Gary, VK4AR. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. We start radio sport and operational news with a trip to the Crimean. And as... Trevor, VK4BAT, said, I'm Felix. And next, the Russian Amateur Radio Society issued the following statement regards the occupied Crimean, internationally recognised as part of the Ukraine. A translated statement on their website reads, In accordance with the order of the Ministry of Sports of the Republic of Crimea, dated November 15, 2021, in the Republic of Crimea, it is accredited as Regional Sports Federation for the Sport Radio Sports for four years. We congratulate our colleagues from the Republic of Crimea and wish them success in the development of radio sports in the region. No further details apart from a facsimile of an official-looking decree was published in that article. In light of the paramilitary associations of the Russian Amateur Radio Clubs, as well as the sports, this move ties in with the de facto integration of Crimea into Russia. Now, contest-wise, check out. December 11-12, 10 metres worldwide. Then in 2022, January, the entire month every year is the WIA Rosshall VHF UHF Marathon Contest. WIA VHF UHF Field Days. Saturday 15 through Sunday 16 January, Dippers and BK6. John Moore Memorial Field Day, March. Harry Angel Memorial 80 metre Sprint. Saturday 7th of May. VK Shires Contest 11th of June. WIA VHF UHF Field Days Winter 2022. 0200 hours UDC Saturday 25 June through 0159 UDC Sunday 26 June. Dippers and BK6. IAR UHF World Championship Next Contest is July 9 and 10, 2022. DX Window. On the air is Z22O and Z21A, respectively from Harare, Zimbabwe, until the 15th of December. Listen for them on 160 to 10 metres using CWSSB and FT8, FT4. Send QSLs for both call signs to DJ6TF. Bahrain. Members of the Bahrain Amateur Radio Society are QRB as A950ND until December 16. To celebrate Bahrain's 50th National Day.
QSL via EC6DX, Bhutan. QRP is A52CC from Fudrung until December 21, while on work assignment, and activities on the HF bands using SSB and FT8. QSL via N4GNR. Transatlantic tests. Scotland. Special call signs GB1002ZE and GB2ZE are QRP until December 26. To mark the centennial of Paul Gottlieb's expedition to Ardrossan in 1921, when he managed the first reception of a transatlantic shortwave transmission from Greenwich, Connecticut. QSL by GM0SCI. Also, Switzerland. Special event station HP1BCG is QMV until December 31 to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the historic transatlantic tests of December 1921. QSL via HP9ACA. Netherlands. Special event stations PA21XMAS, PD21SANT, and PD22HNY are QRV during December. QSL via operator's instructions. BBC Centenary Special Event, GB100BBC. Members of the BBC's Radio Club, the London BBC Radio Group, have been granted an exceptional all-year special event call sign to help celebrate the BBC centenary year in 2022. Ofcom will permit GB100 BBC to operate throughout the year, starting at midnight on New Year's Day from the headquarters station in Broadcasting House, London. For BK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hello, and first up, it's ATV. Every pixel tells a story. tinyurl.com slash WIA hyphen news hyphen videos. That link is a video version of this news compiled by VK5BD, Bevan. It's well worth a look. On with the segment and using the Pluto and RPI-4 for amateur TV and narrowband. Following on from his advances in amateur television talk at the 2017 RSGB convention, Noel Matthews, G8GTZ, shares the latest developments in the ever-evolving world of amateur TV. Noel gives an overview of ATV activity in the UK and, in particular, how the use of reduced bandwidth, RBTV, signals has enabled ATV QSOs on the lower VHF bands. He gives an introduction to the Q0100 geostationary satellite, which has enabled QSOs with fellow DATV operators as far away as Brazil, India and South Africa. Noel also describes how the development of software-defined radio-based hardware and powerful single-board computers such as the Raspberry Pi has revolutionised the development and capabilities of amateur radio-dedicated products. He explains how it's possible for radio amateurs to build an advanced touchscreen multi-mode narrowband and digital ATV transceiver covering 50 MHz to 10 GHz for under £350. That's under 700 Aussie dollars. 
Watch Using the Pluto and RPI4 for Amateur TV and Narrowband by Noel Matthews, G8GTZ. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, Space Lacuna, a UK space startup for the first time has bounced a long range, Laura, message off the moon using a Dwingaloo Netherlands radio telescope. LoRa is a low-power wide-area network that is based on spread-spectrum technology and is being used to connect devices for the Internet of Things, IoT. While the technology is typically used for connecting devices at long distances, going to the moon and back is something of the extreme. The signal travelled about 453,824 miles, which the company claims is the furthest distance a LoRa-modulated message has ever travelled. Space Lacuna transmitted the signal with a Simtech LR1110 radio frequency transceiver chip amplified to 350 watts using the 25-metre dish of the telescope. The signal lasted 2.44 seconds before being received by the same chip. The Dwingaloo radio telescope has been used frequently in amateur radio experiments and often used for moon bounces, but this is the first time it was bounced using a small RF chip. Originally, the telescope was used to study the structure of the Milky Way galaxy. In other space news, the United States 18th Space Control Squadron has identified a close approach to PCSAT, which showed a probability of collision having an overall miss distance of just 338 metres. Bob Bruninger, WB4APR, reported, saying, For what it's worth, since the Russian space littering event... I'm getting almost daily close approach alerts on PCSAT. Alert miss distances seem to be in the order of 200 to 500 metres. PCSAT is unique in that it has no CPU or operating system. It's just two off-the-shelf KPC 9612 TNCs and uses their built-in SysOp features for telemetry, command and control. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA AS104 Igor UA9KDF reports on Twitter that the RT9K team is planning to activate Raikachiva Island, RA06100, new one, in the Kara Sea as R150WS sometime between March 1st and April 30th, 2022. Specific dates are not known yet, and the activity is to celebrate the 150th anniversary of the Russia Weather Service on the island. QSL via UA9KDF. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Yota, Youngsters on the Air, Hungarian Initiative. The presidency of the Hungarian Amateur Radio Association announces a tender for the lease of radio equipment. The aim of the tender is to provide young beginners who do not have an independent income with radio equipment. To bridge the period until they have their own equipment for HF and VHF and associated equipment, for a period of half a year, which can be extended by a maximum of two and a half years, taking into account the activities carried out in the previous period. To be eligible, young operators must be members of the Hungarian MRASZ, hold a valid license and be able to install antennas. Supported applicants are expected to participate in club events and contests and also report on their activities. We'll finish this segment today with a visit to the Q News Workbench, the Nuts and Volts Report, Measure Twice, Cut Once, Finding Power Without Relying on Batteries. Imagine a world in which your various internet-linked devices didn't have to rely on batteries. Well, researchers in Spain can already see that day coming. 
Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, reporting for AR Newsline, said, They've been on the wish list for lots of us, but now battery-free devices have made the leap to the list of possibilities for some researchers in Spain. Scientists at the IMDAA Networks Institute in Madrid are using Li-Fi and radio frequency backscatter technologies to make it happen. After three years of research, they've created a sustainable wireless communication system that they call Passive Li-Fi and say it could be deployed for systems in smart agriculture, smart cities and even smart homes. A November 26th article on the Hackster website describes how Li-Fi happens. The article says, Internet of Things, IoT, devices, will transmit data by reflecting and modulating the incoming RF signals present in the environment, a passive transmission technique known as RF backscattering that consumes very little power. One of the researchers notes that when the scientists began their work, Li-Fi technology and RF backscattering were viewed as independent from one another. Will they now make a winning and workable combination? With an estimated 64 billion or more users of battery-powered IoT devices in the world, there'll be plenty of people watching to find out. And that wraps it up for me for this week. Stay safe. I'm Col, VK3GTV. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA News Service. In South Australia, it can be heard on digital C4FM repeaters, VK5 RKW 70cm, VK5 RDF 2m, VK5 RBV 2m and 70cm, VK5 RSC 70cm, and VK5 RCT at 0900 hours Sunday morning, and again at 1900 hours Sunday evening on room 69159 Adelaide 10G. I'm Pete, VK5JP. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au. On the social scene, 2021, and a reminder to Tarkadians. Today, Sunday, December 12, Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Monster Auction, Mystery Prezi Auction, Barbecue Lunch. It happens from 10am at the Girl Guides Training Centre Bluewater. Then on December 27 in Warrnambool, well, let's find out what's happening from Stephen. Hi, this is Stephen, VK3VLF. Just wanting to inform you of a new event on the Amateur Radio Calendar, the inaugural Warrnambool Ham Fest. It's being jointly run by the Warrnambool District Amateur Radio Group and the Portland and South West Radio Group on Monday the 27th of December 2021. It's open to traders at 8am with entry to public at 10am. The event came about from the desire of local hams to have a meet and greet post-lockdown and what better way than a ham fest. With active operator numbers growing in the district... It's an ideal opportunity for new hams to meet experienced operators, exchange information and buy and sell radio gear. We hope to provide everyone a good fun radio day, so come along and catch up with everyone. So once again, the Ham Fest is on Monday the 27th of December 2021, the Christmas long weekend. Join us for a great day of amateur radio fun. For more information, go to our website at www.qsl.com. 
forward slash VK3WAY and join us for a great day of amateur radio fun. 73, Stephen, VK3, VLF. Thanks, Stephen. Now, due to the COVID-19 situation across VK, please check all these events direct for up-to-date status information because even without COVID, dates do have an uncanny knack of being changed at last moment. In VK7, it's the Reist Open Day, Sunday, January 30th, 11am to 3pm. In VK3, it's Spark Rosebud Radio Fest, February 13 at 9.30am. And in VK5, the Australian Fox Hunting Championship and the Serg Convention at Mount Gambier. That happens on the Queen's Birthday Weekend in June. Now, reception reports. WIA News rebroadcasters often give shortwave listeners a welcome to the broadcasters. They commence callback straight after the local news. And it would also be great if those shortwave listeners would email their reception reports and location to, and make a note of this, callbacks at wia.org.au. Say again, callbacks at wia.org.au. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB and don't forget next week the Alara edition of this WIA National News. Until then, walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.